It's DTS-135, and we have a live stream this week showing off the Weapon Balance Pass that will go live on February 14th. Clever Dragons, you're almost over. Listening to Destiny the Show. What is up, everybody, and welcome to Destiny the Show. My name is BBK Dragoon. This is the Destiny News Podcast to keep you, the Guardian, ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. Joining me, as always, is my awesome co host, Diddy. What is up, dude? Man, got through the week finally, and hopefully. Clever dragons are almost done. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Uh, in that intro. <laughs> hopefully we'll see some, uh, some touching there uh, with the, the balance pass. Uh, but otherwise, the week's been pretty great. Got some really great games of Destiny uh, the other day. Put up a little clip Taj on the YouTube channel with some funky music in the background. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. We were playing Hard Clash Opponents, which is like one of my highest rated playlists. You're out there with a No Land Beyond and a Saladin's Vigil, <laughs> and you're doing well. Not only that, you're on the top of the leaderboard at the end of the match, and I just was like, what on earth is going on? Something occurs to you when you bring that No Land out, dude. Something changes. Something happened. It just it forces the enemy team to use it because they're like, wow, this dude's doing really well with this. So I can do that too. And then I oof, had some really nice games there. No, let be honest, just such a fun gun to use. Hopefully because it's not it's nerfed. <laughs> Hopefully they don't nerf it at all uh, in this balance pass coming up. Yeah, so the Balance Pass stream is going to be on Wednesday. That's going to be this Wednesday, and they're going to be showing off what's supposed to go live on February 14th. Nothing's been cemented just yet, but we do know that we're going to have Greg Pang and, I'm blanking on his name, Josh Hamrick, who are going to be joining Deej on the couch to show off some of their specific goals with this patch. Now, that's February 8th, this Wednesday, 10 a.m. Pacific, twitch.tv slash Bungie. Yeah, so this week we, we did some PvP. That's, that's really all we're doing right now. But we're talking later in the show about a video Dotto posted this week. Why has 400 light lost all meaning? And we're really going to hammer in on endgame. And we're going to talk about why the current endgame system really lacks a lot of progression. Like once you hit 400 light, there's really no 400 light specific activities to do. And there's not a lot of room to grind or push further past that point. So what can they do in the spring update to satisfy and to solve that problem. Let's jump into the news. News! Okay, so this week at Bungie, we found out that we're getting the Hotfix 2502 on February 14th, which I believe, Diddy, is Valentine's Day, is it not? Some would say it's uh, Crimson Days, but that doesn't exist anymore. We've erased that from history. <laughs> we don't talk about that anymore, dude. I think uh, too many Bungie developers were stood up on dates last Crimson Days, so they just decided not to do it again this year. That's just my theory. <laughs> it's going to be a but hard yes. Valentine's for a lot of people. They're going to have to break up with their matadors. It's time to say goodbye. <laughs> you had a good run, but you're maybe going to have to just uh, forget long distance. It's just not... It's not going to work out anymore. My is puns a, are terrible. Is there a playing the violin, sadly, emote in Destiny? I feel like that should be a thing. Oh, yeah, the world's like... tiniest. 
<laughs> like Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. No, but we also found out in this update, they are doing internal Bungie-only streams. There was one paragraph here that says we do internal Bungie-only streams. Just imagine what we talk to each other about inside our own house. And the reason they're doing these streams is so they can do meetings and get everybody on the same page without having to pull people away from their desks. Diddy, your light bulb went off and you thought vicarious visions they're in another location could they have been involved in this conference call it's definitely possible um when you have satellite locations like bungie does with uh, the vicarious visions and uh, blanking on the other one but Moon, high set, high having moon. the having the solid communication across all locations and all development teams in, on working on this game that's awesome because everybody's gonna see oh okay that's what's happening and they're not left in the dark. They're not having to interpret some inner office uh, memo in an email or whatever. They actually see it played firsthand and discussed by the developers. Be like, hey, this is where we're going with this. Yeah. So the other studio is High Moon Studio yes, right on their homepage. They partnered with Bungie for the award winning Destiny. And then we have our stream this Wednesday, twitch.tv Bungie. And that's 10 a.m. Pacific time. That is 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that is just about everything that was featured in this week at Bungie, except they wanted to reiterate here, Diddy, that don't forget beyond this next hot fix, you still haven't seen the last from the live team. So they're reinstating. They just want to just reinforce. We're getting a live update once the thaw occurs, cough, cough, springtime ish. And that this hot fix is not the last update we're going to see from the live team. I don't know. Were you worried about this, Diddy? Did you think this was it? No, not at all. We we knew a balance pass was needed sooner rather than later. And they already said, yeah, we're going to have an update uh, when the thaw happens, when winter turns to spring, which is around late March, early April. So it looks like and it sounds like we are getting another, quote, April update again this year. Yes. Now I'm subscribed to a Seeking Alpha news feed that is all about the Activision Blizzard stock. And they talk about some of the interesting things on the more business end of stuff. And they are getting ready to create toys, dude. They are partnering up with a former Mattel and Disney executive, Tim Kilpin, the group's CEO and president, uh, to help further accelerate Activision Blizzard's global growth strategy by leveraging its iconic content and creating new ways for audiences to connect with the company's franchises and characters. This includes COD, World of Warcraft, Candy Crush Saga, and of course, Overwatch. This new division will roll up consumer product teams from Activision Blizzard and King to help put together stuff like toys. So they've got people from Mattel to work on this new division for consumer products, which I'm very excited about because I will throw money at anything Destiny-related that is plastic. Yes, totally agree. Destiny collectibles, absolutely guaranteed to be popular. At a price point that is... See, there are some amazing Destiny products out there right now. Like, some of those figurines are, like... I can't remember who does mm -hmm. them, but they were beautiful, but they were also very expensive, and my budget is not <laughs> quite that. Now, before we move on to a couple of our topics here today, I, I want to point out one thread that I saw on the internet this week uh, from X Mandalore about uh, the Ace of Spades is a PVE monster. Our year two to three equivalent of Fatebringer. Man, this is what I've been saying. I, this whole time, for the last year and a half, ever since this gun came out from the Taken King, Ace of Spades is awesome. 
so good in PvE. You don't have to reload. You get Firefly. It's an awesome hand cannon. You get to do the flippy thing, and it has a spade <laughs> on it. And it's so, so good. I wanted to mention this just because, yeah, Destiny has super meta guns right now. Go dig in your vault. Try and find something that you haven't used in a while. See how it fares in the world of Destiny right now. And it's just going to make you relive the past, you know, put on those rose-colored glasses one last time and feel the power of those old relics of the golden age of Destiny and uh, have some fun. So the flippy thing, that gives you like plus nine charisma, doesn't it? I think I read that somewhere. It's a hidden stat on the gun plus 14 boss sauce. You know, that's one of those secondary stats. The database doesn't always track that one, you know. Yeah, hidden stats are OP, of course. That would make Reddit front page gold right there. Hidden stats of all the weapons. And they're just like <laughs> internal destiny humor. Some quip about the Gallerhorn. Oh, man, I shouldn't have said that on the show. Somebody's going to get gold just off of that, man. Put put us in the comments. Like, put us right at the bottom. <laughs> Idea from Destiny the Show. Edit right. it in afterwards, after you get gold. Oh, yeah. So that you take full credit and then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not a scumbag. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Credit. Yeah, I did it. I just <laughs> totally forgot that first time. Yeah, no big deal. All right. Topic time. Dado put out this last week or a week and a half ago an awesome video talking about why light level 400 has lost all its meaning or max light level. In the video, he really goes in depth talking about grindy investment type games. And the main point of it is getting to 400 or max light in year three didn't take a whole lot of time, wasn't very difficult, and once you achieved max light, there really wasn't much further progression to be had. There were no special activities that became available at light level 400. In fact, Dotto states that you can just hit 390 and call it good because that's all you need to do any of the activities in the game. So what does a player do once it reaches 400 light? Do you just keep playing the game because you enjoy it? I think for most of the people listening, the answer is pretty much yeah. But there's a different way that it can be. And we're not going to sit here and try and idealize year one saying it was perfect, nor are we going to try and cherry pick things from other games to say, look how it works over here. But we do want to comment on, in agreement with Dotto, that 400 light really happened so quick didn't have a whole lot of weight and then once you arrived there back in November or maybe for some of our listeners like at a slower pace December then what is there to do did he I mean for PVE rotation did I hit on all of his highlights from the video yeah PVE rotation specifically once you hit 400 you're done right you, you've done the raid you've got the gear you want to hit max level there's pretty much nothing else to do, right? It's just the raid is at the highest level of PvE content there is, you know? And like you said, there's nothing in the game that requires light level 400. There's nothing that's unlocked once you hit light level 400. And that made me think, like, man, what if there was something that was higher, like 415 light, and it was such a super difficult version of the raid or a separate raid, like mythic difficulty almost, that was only obtainable after you hit max light level. That would be awesome. You know, it also makes me think of the time around Crota's End, you know, Crota's End, before, like, hard mode came out, or when hard mode came out, like, the max light level was, what, 32, 34? It's 32. And then, and then that end game 
that end boss fight was like level 33 or 34. It was two levels higher than you could actually acquire. So it was almost like an artificial difficulty that people didn't really enjoy because it didn't change the mechanics of the boss fight. It just means that the ads were harder to kill and your guns did less damage. It's an artificial difficulty, right? So if they could make some type of optimized in-game content that wasn't like an artificial difficulty, like kicking up access to one more level that's higher than you, unlocked at light level 400, then it would become meaningful, right? Like, I need to hit 400 so I can do this extra step of the raid. Like, what if there was an extra room behind Axis? Yeah. Would be, that would be amazing. That would be very cool. Or think about it this way. What if there were light level 400 strikes, Diddy? What if there was a oh, special yes. strike playlist each week that was upper, upper tier, and you absolutely needed to be as close to 400 light as possible in order to complete it? Like you said, if there was an additional raid difficulty setting. So... I've really come to this conclusion. I've been playing a lot of WoW, okay? And I enjoy WoW a lot, and each time I get on, I have an hour and a half to two hours worth of dailies that I get done, in addition to doing my weeklies, like the LFR runs for raiding, and doing my heroic dungeon runs to try and increase my gear score. But with Destiny, the content is so much more fun. WoW is awesome, and its endgame rotation <laughs> has so much stuff for you to continually be doing to progress further. However, it's very tedious. You're, you're doing the same activities over and over again, right? You're going and killing mobs. Mm -hmm. And Destiny, it's pretty similar, but we have incredible strikes, incredible raids, and the gameplay itself is very, very fun. I don't think that Destiny's biggest problem is lack of content. I truly think it's bad design in regards to progression. So in an ideal world, to me, like the springtime update looks like this. They raise the light cap to something like 440, just a totally arbitrary number. And they bring up the light level difficulty of Vog, Crota's End, and Skolos. And they bring all of those up to our normal mode is like 420, hard mode is 440 or 435. And they make the end game progression loop time to where players who invest every single week into doing their weeklies will just start hitting light level 440 around the time that Destiny 2 is coming out so that your most hardcore players have something to work towards every single week and yet you still have activities at like the 420, haha, 415 light level that players who aren't as hardcore can complete week to week. One of the best examples that Dotto used is the artifact weapon system. The artifact system in WoW currently has these weapons that are called artifacts, and they have nodes that can be leveled up as you accumulate artifact power. I think each one has 50 some odd nodes to level up. How long does it take to max out all 50 nodes, do you ask? Well, the first person who leveled up one of their artifact weapons, all nodes, took three and a half months from Legion's launch <laughs> until that point. And now, just to put it in perspective, there are three specs for every class in the game, which means there are three artifact weapons that you can max out for each of the classes. There's 11 classes in the game. You're starting to see, oh my goodness, there's stuff to work towards every single day. Could Destiny implement something like that where players could work towards improving or progressing somewhere or somehow every single day or week that they got on? That would be incredible because imagine, I'm just going to use the exotic swords as an example because they were part of a quest and it was a grind to get them. What if it took you three and a half months of 
everyday grinding to get that raised lighter dark drinker or Beyblade thrower. I forget the name of it. But (laughs) (laughs) think of that. It would make it so much more meaningful to obtain that piece of gear, right? The Kvostov, the Gallahorn, and Year 3, they were kind of just thrown at us really quick, uh, for some of us at least. You know, you had to get the quest to get the Kvostov. But uh, yeah, it's just like, yeah, I got it, but I got it really quick because it was like that nostalgia thing. It was that selling point for, for Rise of Iron. But Exotic Swords, man, that's probably the most grindy quest we have in the game right now that I can think of. Yeah. Touch of Malice, maybe, Touch or of Outbreak Malice, Prime? Okay, yeah, Outbreak Prime as well. And those kinds of things, if, man, the community was so ecstatic when Outbreak Prime was figured out, right? Granted, it was pretty quick, mm-hmm. but it was like in-depth math skills needed, right? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I, I totally agree with you. But then, like, there's a counter-argument as well. If people are just starting to hit light level 440, whatever it arbitrarily gets raised to, right before Destiny 2 launches, what if the rumor is true that Destiny 2 wipes the slate clean, right? It mm-hmm. just makes that grind not worth it at all because it's just basically starting over. Cosmetics. I mean, I think you put emblems and yes. things at the top because the other counter argument is the player who can't play very much and they got very frustrated. Well, I couldn't get my Gallarhorn because I couldn't play as much as other people during year one. Mm-hmm. And I am sympathetic to that argument, but I think both you and I are because we work regular, you know, nine to fives or eight to fives or whatever. And this isn't our job. This isn't what we do. However, if you're worried about players who invest more or grind more, you can always put ornaments, emblems, ships, shaders, cosmetic goodies and achievements at the very top for those super hardcore players. It doesn't have to impact things like weapons. You know, you Mm -hmm. talked about if they bring Vogue back and they're like, well, we don't want to bring the weapons back. That's a very weak excuse. Just put some of those awesome (laughs) blue gear sets into the raid that have light capable of something like a 440 you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah like i don't care if i don't get a fate bringer again i just want to play those that piece of content again because there's so much great content in destiny like we said before that's just not worth our time because it doesn't give us max light gear think of the uh, the mount that you got in wow right what, what was that again it the was the flying the flying achievement so in warlords of Draenor, <clears throat> Draenor, it's called the Draenor pathfinder achievement and there were like five little things you had to do before you could fly in the new zone. And it took me like five weeks of doing dailies and doing all these different things. But it felt so gratifying when it completed and it worked so well. They're doing the exact same thing in Legion. When 7.2 comes out for Legion in like a month or whatever, they're going to have a very lengthy quest chain that you can do to earn a class specific mount. So that means there's 11 mounts if you, you know, want to go after everyone for every class, which would be like insane to go for. And then Mm -hmm. you can unlock Flying and Legion, but it's going to be another one of those five or six week grinds. But I loved it. It was fun. It was just a task to go after. If Destiny had those every single day, I would have a reason to hop on, you know? Exactly. And like it, it doesn't increase your power to do a no. raid right it doesn't give it doesn't increase your dps you don't get like a year one thorn or year one gallhorn in your back pocket that you get to use and you're more powerful than someone else like what if there was a quest in destiny that let you ride an interceptor wherever you want in patrol yeah of course interceptor has weapons and a sparrow doesn't but something goofy like that like wow that dude has that vehicle to get around the moon right he mm-hmm. can jump this he can jump the hellmouth in a pike of yeah. course, I'd like to see that on Reddit next week. Thank you, DTS community. Um, <laughs> something silly like that, you know, for those really hardcore players. That would be... Whew. 
I want Fantastic. a mount that's a cabal that I can ride like a piggyback. You know, that would be sweet. <laughs> Valis or, oh my gosh, one of the shield brothers, right? The, the yeah. Charizard. Yeah. He just jumps you places. Oh, see, now we're getting into just ludicrous territory. I want to I transition though and ask a question to the listener base, okay? How many of you have run out of things to do so you took a break from Destiny? I would wager a lot of players, right? How yep. many of you would have kept playing if there were things to do that helped you progress or go after cosmetic goodies like Diddy and I were just talking about? I would wager probably many of you, right? Yes. I think there has to be stuff post 400 light for players to do on a daily and weekly schedule. And Destiny's biggest problem right now is not the content issue. It's how they craft a good end game loop for people to do. And this is one of the reasons year one is romanticized so much. Okay, Forever 29 is not the optimal system and we should not go back to that. However, we played every single week for that chance at a Gallarhorn. We played every single week on the raids to get another set of shards to help push closer towards our goals mm -hmm. on that character. And I was just wrapping up level 32 on all of my characters right when like House of Wolves was coming out. Now granted, I'm more of a PvP person. I was behind the ball when it comes to PvE in Crotus End. But that feeling was really great. And we've just seen year two and year three throw tons of loot at us <laughs> to the point where it just feels generic and not very special because transitioning here, Diddy, do you remember the first legendary you got in Destiny? Yes. Year one, Zombie Apocalypse on the PlayStation 4. Boom. And got I remember mine. Blue Engram too, which was like 2% back then. Yeah. Oof. So you were stoked. You're like, no way. And you immediately equipped it and tried to level yep. it up. And you used it for what? The next <laughs> week <Year>? or two? <laughs> next year. Yeah. I got a Dr. Nope as my first legendary. And that bullet hose of an auto rifle was not very good in PvP <laughs> compared to like good old Suros era. But At the time. I loved it. At the time, you're like, dude, that's a purple. That's my purple. Mm -hmm. Do you remember your first legendary of year two or year three? Uh, nope. Yep, me neither. And do you remember your first <laughs> exotic of year one? It was the, yes, uh, Crest of Alpha Lupi for the Hunter on the PlayStation 4, of course. Okay. I, I did start on PlayStation 4, for those of you who are not aware. I mainly mm -hmm. play on Xbox now, but that's where I started. And mine was Suros Regime, and I got it from a Nightfall, and I loved it, and I used it, and it was just this, exotics were super special. The argument we just made is purely about progression, though. We open up a whole can of worms when we talk about year one weapons, like the raid weaponry, how powerful it was, and how good a lot of the exotics were. Both Diddy and I have our own personal opinions, but we know it's a loaded conversation with a lot of different angles to talk about. And maybe that's something we discuss later on, but I think our consensus is spring update, the number one thing you can do instead of reskinning you know, Prison of Elders and calling it Challenge of Elders is just please make the end game rotation <laughs> awesome. Give us stuff to do week to week, day to day. That is enough incentive for us to play and want to progress. Yep, agreed. And it's just like, like we were saying, I'm just going to make it just a slightly different point here. Destiny end game is actually somewhat very shallow to other established grindy games. Like once you hit light level 400, what's what's the goal like what what is the goal to hit light level 400 it's to do better in trials right and yep. iron banner mm -hmm. and do the raid easier yep yeah 
what what else like what are the Bra- other bullet bragging points rights there? i think it's bragging rights like when bragging you first rights, okay. got there but that disappears pretty quickly especially when it's fairly easy okay mm-hmm. i think if you hit level 30 prior to crota's end you got bragging rights dude that was coveted because there were way more 29s out there than there were 30s here's here's a here's a thought right and a plan bungie you can take this if you will vault of glass reopens but you have to be 400 light perfect that would give people a reason to grind to 400 light it would you know do the raid and like of course the rewards are you're compensated at the appropriate level right Mm -hmm. but like what if that is unlocked once you hit light level 400 right gives people a reason to do that to hit that level dude my dream is when the spring update comes they bring back the skull loss encounter they bring back vault of glass and they bring back crotus end and all of those are at light level like 420 or 440 depending on the difficulty an original yeah skull loss harder skull loss and what they could do is all of those raids are available throughout the week and they do have weekly rewards let's say that drop like light level 420 or 430 or something but then each week they give bonus rewards for one of those so let's say this week bonus rewards for completing a vault of glass legacy run which is like a level 420 vog run and you maybe have one or two extra drop chances so that way people who are super pve and super raider can do all three of those raids each week with their squad and those are the kind of hardcore people that are pushing for 440 whereas people like you and i were like hey this week is vog that's the special bonus rewards we're going to get together our group of people and we're going to go through it and we're going to get those bonus rewards that to me is like the dream in destiny where there's multiple raids to run every week and players but get rewarded for that. There's progression for that. Yep. Tuesday night, raid re- or raid refresh is the featured raid. Wednesday night is the next raid. I'm Thursday thinking weekly. I'm thinking raid. weekly. Not not like, I think the featured thing would be like one whole week of VOG, right? Yeah, not that's daily. what I meant. Like okay. my, my personal schedule, like I would get Oh, oh, I get you, I get you. Do the I'm featured sorry. raid, and then next is doing the Crotus End raid, and then the Skull Loss encounter the next day. It's something like that. Or just yeah. do it all on Tuesday. <laughs> Uh, well, speculation we can dream. We're going to learn more about the spring update probably in March. But guys, enjoy this week. We'd love to know what you think about this conversation. You can tell us on our Twitter, at Destiny the Show, or just have a conversation with us in Discord, discord.me slash Destiny the Show. Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy, D-T-S, D-I-T-T-Y, D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S, where you can see... That sweet cliptage with some funky beats. Funky beats indeed. You can find the links from today and the rest of our shows at destinytheshow.com. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter at destinytheshow. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at BBKDragoon. Have a good week, and we'll see you next time as I'm sure we go over that stream and the weapon balance changes that are coming. Mm-hmm.